It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how Victory Monday today is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for people like us who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. The Packers start slow but get impossibly hot and take care of the Detroit Lions 42-21. to And it didn't look good early. Green Bay goes down 14-3. to The run defense is getting run all over. And then Green Bay goes on a 31 to nothing run in the middle of this game. Aaron Rodgers starts to light up. Aaron Jones makes some big plays, including a 75-yard touchdown run. Chandon Sullivan puts the clincher together on a pick six. And from there, it was all aesthetics. I think we have to mention how much better this defense played in the fourth quarter and with a lead in the second half. But this game is all about what the offense did. 488 yards after 522 last week. They went 7.4 yards per play, which is absurd. 259 yards on the ground. They averaged the same number of yards per pass as they did per rush, 7.4, which is preposterous. And Aaron Jones had a career day with nearly 170 yards on the ground, added another 68 in the passing game, scored three touchdowns, and looked like the guy we saw last year who could beat you in the run game and could beat you in the passing game. The difference, though, is it wasn't a game where they needed Aaron Jones to do everything. They just happened to get Aaron Jones to do everything. This is the most balanced this Packers offense has been, and and perhaps the best this Packers team has looked since 2014. It is the most productive this offense has been since that season. Green Bay had an MVP campaign from Aaron Rodgers. He is certainly in the mix once again, especially with the Packers 2-0 through two weeks and looking like a Super Bowl caliber team 
injuries around the NFL. The 49ers are beset by injuries. The Packers had some injuries of their own. Kenny Clark didn't play in this game with the groin injury. Devontae Adams left with what first looked like an ankle, then was reported as a hamstring injury. Corey Lindsley left the game late in the game with an injury. So those are things to look forward to and try and figure out what's happening here over the next few days as the Packers look to take on the New Orleans Saints in week three. But for for this week, they looked once again like one of the best teams in the league. And that is not something that I think everyone who watched this team last year thought was possible this season. But the year two leap in this offense has been real. And they've been able to manufacture plays, whether it was through design or Aaron Rodgers making something happen. They've been able to make plays happen when they've needed them. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is just not bothered. He didn't get a pressure until the third quarter. He just stands back there, surveys, pre-snap, points, plays field general, and knows where everyone needs to be. They, they went to more empty looks than, than I can remember a Packers offense running. I mean, it looked like the 2007 team at times, they're not playing with five wide receivers, but they're playing with five wides. And this is what we talked about all offseason on this show is get the big people on the field and then spread out a defense because you can get Mercedes Lewis on a linebacker. You can get Robert Tanyan on a linebacker. He scores a touchdown on a beautiful corner stop route, which is not an easy play to make work from any position, much less uh, an offseason where you do not have the benefit of a ton of training camp reps, preseason reps, or spring reps. And the Packers with Tanyan executed. Aaron Rodgers not as sharp as he was in week one, but it didn't matter. Because they were able to get so many open looks. I mean, they scored 40-plus again, again, in a game where the offense didn't actually play mistake-free football. They didn't look nearly as sharp as they did in week one. And they cruised to 35 points. I mean, cruised. So just think about, okay, you can you can mitigate some of the drops. And you can, you know, hopefully Devontae Adams stays a little bit healthier But on a week-to-week basis, I mean, we saw this team look really good in week one, but but they had some things to clean up for sure. And in week two, same thing. I mean, to be this good and, and still have things to work on is remarkable. Last year, we talked a lot about winning ugly, right? And, and the winning ugly was, okay, well, they're, they're managing to win these games, but there's still so much to work on. There's still so much more out there for them. And they kept talking about it. Yeah, there's a lot more out there for us. This year, we're seeing the there's more out there for them. They could play a cleaner game. They could eliminate some of the drops, some of the pre-snap penalties. Rodgers was not perfect, and they still scored 42. They, sk- they still beat the breaks off a Lions team that had them down 14-3 to in the first quarter. Last year, if the Packers were down 14-3, to they could not come back. They were not equipped to come back because the only way this offense worked was if they could stay balanced. If they needed to go spread and make plays, they couldn't do it. And it's not because the receivers have changed that much. All of these guys were on the team last year. And and Jay Sternberger had two bad drops. It's not like his development was the reason this offense is suddenly clicking. It's not like Big Bob Tanyan is out there doing a ton. I mean, the touchdown was great, but beyond that, he made another play here or there. 
It wasn't like, you know, his development was the reason this offense looks so much better. It's because Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers have come together on a design that makes sense. Everyone is on the same page. It plays to the strengths of each individual player. And Rodgers is able to both take the little gimme plays that are built into this offense. And we saw fewer of them. Fewer jet sweeps. Fewer end arounds. Because I I think Green Bay didn't believe that the Lions would care about the eye candy. And so they said, okay, we know you're going to play man coverage. We know you don't have any help. We don't need to get cute here. Let's just spread you out. And, and see if you can handle it. And they couldn't. Green Bay ran crossing routes all day long. Various concepts, including mesh. Brock, you were mentioned that they, they like to run mesh out of about 15 different personnel groupings. And that's true. You know, they can go out there with three receivers and, and spring someone free. They ran it. They ran a, a crossing route out of bunch where you're expecting the man coverage on defense. To, you're expecting a linebacker to get lost. You're expecting a safety, a corner, someone to get lost. They ran so many mesh concepts to try and create trouble, to try and create a wash that the linebackers have to get through, the cornerbacks have to get through. And it was like every third and medium, that's the play call, and it worked. It worked every time. The touchdown was a little rub route uh, out of bunch, and you get the running back out of the backfield, and all of a sudden the linebacker can't get there. It's a touchdown to Aaron Jones. Third and four, third and five, Alan Lazard, MVS, one of them, Devontae Adams even. And, and you've got an inbreaker across the field. The cornerback can't stick with it. Offense doesn't have to be hard. And they've made it so much easier. They, they made it harder last year. They couldn't get to some of the simple concepts that are built into this offense because they were worried about you know manufacturing a, a West Coast offense out of it, trying to play to some of the strengths that, that Rodgers had and trying to bring in some of the McCarthy plays. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to what's going on in Dallas. It's not going great. It's going much better in Green Bay. And this team, this team looks like the team that we thought they could be from a talent perspective coming into the year if they were able to make some of the improvements internally. Internally. You know, more continuity, more rhythm, more understanding, more reps. This is the version of that team. And it's not even the peak version. We haven't seen that. And that part is... For the Packers and for really the rest of the NFL is what should be extremely scary. Visa knows local businesses are the heartbeat of our community. Whether they're our corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by our name. Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us in our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's 
killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store i want to talk about the defense because this was a topic of conversation all week what was the level of concern what was the, the difference here? What would it be if the Packers got up in a big way? And early on, uh, we, didn't, we didn't think the Packers were going to get up big because they start slow. And this is something that Green Bay is going to have to account for because the Vikings come down on their first possession and just absolutely dominate the Packers on the first drive, go in and score a touchdown. This happened to Green Bay on the first two scores of the game to start this one. And you go down 14-3, to three, as I said, you feel much more comfortable coming back, but you still wonder at that point, is this going to be one of those games where everything comes back to haunt the Packers? They play soft in the fourth quarter and they come out with no juice in week two. That wasn't even something we had discussed as a possibility, but was certainly something that I had had discussions about with friends in the media and, and people on Twitter about was it, it sets a bad precedent. It creates some bad juju for your team that, okay, you're going to let your foot off the gas. And then all of a sudden, how does that affect you the next time you need to turn the intensity up? You know, we mentioned it on Friday, the, the Bucks in the regular season, when the restart, they treated it like a warm-up. And look at what it did to their intensity once they had to ratchet that intensity back up. It was much harder to do, and it took them longer than I think they thought it would. Whether or not that happened to Green Bay, I don't know. But when you look at this particular game, the Lions go up 14-3, eight-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, 13-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. Okay, Green Bay makes it 14-10. to From there, okay, from there, the Lions' next drives, punt, punt, missed field goal, punt, interception, punt. And by the time they get the ball back, they're down 34-14. to and we're late in the third quarter now. That is getting it done defensively. And it wasn't just, you know, oh, they got lucky on some of these things. No. Nine plays, 20 yards. Three plays, minus two yards. Three plays, 36. Three plays, four. One play, interception, touchdown. Three plays, nine yards. So while the Packers are going up 31 straight points, while the Packers are going up 31-14 and, and taking a 20-point lead, the Packers' defense is putting the absolute clamps on the Detroit Lions' offense. Chandon Sullivan comes through with the huge play, and guess what? Chandon Sullivan is able to make that play because Rashawn Gary came through with a pressure on Matthew Stafford. The second week in a row, a Rashawn Gary pressure turns into an interception. This time it turns into a pick six. Now, by progression, I'm not quite sure if there's anything better than that for next week. But Rashawn Gary's development here 
is something to watch because he's been the best edge player on the Packers through two weeks. A, a very slow start for Preston Smith, who didn't record a tackle in week one. Uh, he finally got going a little bit in the second half. Zadarius Smith has had to carry the load without Kenny Clark on the field, and, and he's being asked to do a little bit more this year. The fact that they're able to go to Rashawn Gary and get this kind of productivity, it, it really speaks to the long-term planning of this team. It speaks to Brian Gutekinds and Mike Smith's ability to evaluate talent, Mike Smith's ability to coach up that talent. And if this is the version of Rashawn Gary that the team gets, all of the discussion about is he a bust absolutely goes out the window. And at this point, I mean, he had four tackles, one and a half sacks, a TFL, and two QB hits. And, and, you know, leads the team in sacks, leads the team in QB hits. I assume when we when we see the final that that he will lead the team in pressures again. He is the guy that's been consistent. Just looks like a different player. And I, you know, I don't. I'm not going to take a victory lap on that because it's not like I thought when the Packers drafted him he was going to be a world beater then either. But I do think it's worth noting that writing him off after one year was a mistake. Writing him off after he'd even played a game which a lot of fans did and a lot of analysis that was given last year did. And and all of the decisions about, oh, the Packers in the last two drafts didn't didn't draft players who were going to help them in year one. Well, Rashawn Gary didn't help the Packers last year, but he's helping them this year. And so is it a big deal that he didn't play now against Pre- ahead of Preston and Zedarius Smith? Because now he's playing and now he's producing. And I know it's not the same as Jordan Love because Jordan Love is probably still not going to play here for a couple years. But Josiah DeGuara is going to be a player for this team, especially if Chase Sternberger can't get his act together. And and I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to give up on Jace. I still think he's got a ton of talent and can be a meaningful part of this offense. He's, he's got to put some better reps on tape and certainly has to catch the ball. I mean, I, I think the coaching staff still likes him. I still think he can be a, a good player, but... He's got a long way to go. There's still a lot of young talent on this team that can get better. And we saw, you know, one of the questions coming into this season was, are the Packers making the right call, letting Tremont Williams walk and bringing in Shannon Sullivan? Well, Sullivan was not great in week one and was not great early in, in this game, but comes out and makes what turned out to be the clinching interception and, and Green Bay, you know, didn't quite need that those points, but it certainly was a turning point in the game to just say, okay, door is shut. And what's crazy is the Packers scored another 11 points after that. And that's what they're doing differently this year. They're keeping the pedal down. And, and they did that in the second half a lot better. They stayed with more man coverage. They stayed with some more blitz looks. They were able to get pressure. And guys, guys played better. They played with more urgency. They played with more energy. They played with the kind of verve that they lacked last year. I'm sure the, the goal was finish. Finish. And finishing means you have to play the fourth quarter. Green Bay, despite the fact that they were boasting a big lead, won the fourth quarter 8-7. They won the second half 25-7. to And so this is a team now that has proven, okay, we can close the door on these teams. We can, we can go down and come back, and then we can build a lead and close the door. And those are things that Green Bay, Green Bay closed the door last year, but, but they would always leave it a little open. They would leave it slightly ajar. 
and and teams would come back and they'd score some points. And all of a sudden, you're talking about a seven-point game. I mean, the game last week was not a nine-point game. It was a 15-point game. And the final score said, eh, maybe not. Well, Green Bay showed in week two, hey, when when we beat a team that's that we're better than them, and when we outplay them for as much as the game as we did, there's no more letting them back in the game late to say, oh, well, maybe... And, and it looks aesthetically a little bit better. No, this is a 21-point win. A 21-point win that feels like a 21-point win in a game that they deserve to win by 21. They were able to get the late scores the same way. They were able to push the lead the same way as in week one. And, and these were things they were not able to do last year. And, and when we had Nick Vile on, that was something that, that we talked about before the year. You know, maybe that's the difference in year two is, okay, last year they were able to build these leads, but they weren't able to push them. I mean, you go back to the best Rodgers teams, they would go up seven, and then all of a sudden they'd be up 17. They'd do the double up. End of the first half, beginning of the second half. And the Packers did that in this game. They score a touchdown at the end of the half. They score a touchdown coming out of the half. And all of a sudden, they turn a deficit into a double-digit lead. And, And the Lions got three plays in between. That's what this offense is capable of doing this year that it wasn't capable of doing last year. And that difference... That difference is enough for us to say they're in better position this year than last year to go out and not just compete, but potentially win a Super Bowl. And if you want to compete, Built Bar can help you do it. They are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they've got new flavors, even more delicious than the last one. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, these things absolutely deliver and that's to go along with their original flavors peanut butter german chocolate mint brownie salted caramel double chocolate peanut butter brownie go big or go home and the best reason that you don't have to feel guilty about eating these kinds of things is they're still healthy low sugar high protein high fiber low calorie you're going to eat it and go i must be cheating i must be feeling bad about this because this is a delicious thing that i'm not supposed to eat not true Built Bar is great for the keto diet or great if you just need a little something sweet that, you know, you, you want to still be relatively healthy for you. This is more than relatively healthy. We're talking about protein to fuel your body. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care research to find innovative cures for complex diseases and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. 
Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. One thing we have to get to here as we look at this team, and Trent Dilfer tweeted it after the game, that, that the Packers are 8-0 in the division with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. And at least in the regular season, they are 15-3, overall 16-4 with a trip to the NFC Championship game. Just think about the difference that he has made. The cultural shift. I mean, I put this in my gamer for the story for Agme Packing Company and go back to 2017. With the season over, no playoffs, Brett Hundley, Green Bay goes out and absolutely drops a massive poop on the field in Detroit. I mean, that, they were terrible. They were pathetic. The Lions had nothing to play for either. The Lions played harder and just destroyed them and embarrassed them. And it made it look like they were a team that lacked heart and certainly lacked commitment, commitment to their coach. And we saw that in 2018. Mike McCarthy gets fired in part because the players seem to have lost faith in him. And then in week 17, Joe Philbin is the guy. Aaron Rodgers goes out. Deshaun Kaiser comes in. And not only was the offense bad, and the offense is going to be bad, but the defense was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Matt LaFleur comes in. It is hard to imagine this team putting together a performance like that under Matt LaFleur where they're just not giving effort against a bad team. I mean, I understand that that two blowout losses to the 49ers look bad on Matt LaFleur's resume, but the 49ers were a really good team last year. They were really well coached, really talented, and yeah, the Packers had two bad games. They didn't stop trying. They didn't stop playing. And, and that is the difference, I think, with this team. And then you add in the fact that he and Aaron Rodgers have gotten on the same page. They put together an offense that makes sense for both sides. It's, it's a little bit of a compromise offense. And Matt LaFleur has turned all the check with me's into Aaron Rodgers just being able to do mostly whatever he wants. And this is something that was built into this offense. You know, in every play, there's two plays. And you can, you can kill a play to another one. But... LaFleur has said, hey, Aaron, um, if you want to just get us into a better play, you can do that. And now they're going to the line of scrimmage, just giving Rodgers that opportunity. They built a culture where players are empowered to be themselves. They're empowered to make mistakes. They're empowered to do that at 100 miles an hour. And they're empowered to play freely. They're also being put in the best position they can be by Matt LaFleur. He is looking like one of the best coaches in football, not rising star coaches, not best young coaches, not best second year coaches. No, Matt LaFleur is turning into one of the best coaches in the league. And the fact that he didn't get more consideration last year for coach of the year is mind boggling because what he did turning that team around from a six, nine and one team into a 13 and three team, a game away from the Super Bowl, And, and of course the players had something to do with it. The Aaron Rodgers presence makes everything a little bit calmer. Aaron Jones breaks out. Well, Aaron Jones breaks out because of Matt LaFleur's offense and his game plan and his usage of Aaron Jones. They go 4-0 without Devontae Adams and keep their offense going. That was their best stretch of offense, really, and they did it without their best offensive player not named Aaron Rodgers. 
And now you're seeing all the creativity. You're seeing the continuity, what the rhythm means for this team, the changes that they've made, the wrinkles that they've added, the way that they've incorporated Tyler Irvin and they've manufactured touches for Aaron Jones and, and MVS deep shots. And they've been able to create these explosive plays. And it looks so much different than what we saw last year. And that's without an offseason, without OTAs, without a full training camp and exhibition season. In a totally bizarre year, the Packers have made every internal leap that we thought they could make but weren't sure they would make. That is coaching. And I hope Matt LaFleur starts to be recognized for the work that he's put in. All right, huge game this week. Packers-Saints in what could be a matchup that decides. Right now, it looks like the number one overall seed. If the Packers beat the Saints, there will be nothing stopping us from saying this is the best team in the NFC. And you could make the case they look like the best team in the entire NFL right now. So that is something to be excited about. We're going to have plenty of opportunities to break down Packers-Saints. Expert Tuesday, we have... Zao, you doing on Wednesday as always. We've got our crossover Thursday and, of course, our live show on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. We are the number one Packers podcast on the Internet. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-341. 3775 to stay locked on Packers.